0: Hours after the lawsuit was filed, IPL announced their compliance with EPA's allegations and said that they would reduce their emissions at the Petersburg plant. Following this, EPA announced that Morgan County's air quality is officially within federal standards. The lawsuit has sparked interest on how the switch from coal to natural gas will have a significant effect on the air quality and the health of the surrounding community in Indianapolis. Coal-fired power plants, such as IPL, have been contributing to a nationwide issue of air pollution. In the past decade, coal has been the fastest-growing energy source in the world. According to ncoal.org, between the years 2001 and 2010, the world consumption of coal increased by 45%. Kerwin Olson of Citizens Action Coalition and Janet McCabe of IU's Environmental Resilience Institute spoke out about the murkiness of government regulation for power plants and how that can affect not only the state, but the country in terms of pollution and human health and enforcement for these companies.
1: It's absurd that a corporation could be allowed to violate uh, their permit uh, that frequently, that often, uh, and really face uh, you know, no consequences as a result. It's a sad, sad state of affairs for the regulatory regime, not only in Indiana, but also in the country as a whole.
2: And those situations can lead to a lot of extra pollution that might have been prevented if the source had gone through a permitting process.
0: Filed by the U.S. District Court for the Southern District of Indiana, the complaint stated that IPL, quote, failed to obtain the necessary permits and install the controls necessary to reduce emissions that damage human health and the environment, end quote. Details of the complaint made for violating the Clean Air Act include evidence of notices of violations that the EPA made to IPL in September of 2009, September 2015, and February of 2016. The utility released comments to IndyStar stating, quote, while IPL believes the actions at issue were taken in full compliance with the act and applicable permits, it entered into the settlement agreement to resolve EPA's claims and avoid uncertainties associated with litigation, On December 9th of last year, the Indianapolis Power and Light Company announced that they would be shutting down two of their biggest units at the Petersburg superpolluter coal plant by the year 2023. The EPA recognized these plans and has explained that if IPL retires the two units before July 1st of 2030, then it will not need to install a new pollution control device mentioned in the consent decree. The settlement made Monday is subject to a 30-day public comment period on the department's website and will still need final approval by the court. Executive Director of Citizens Action Coalition, Kerwin Olson, spoke on behalf of the organization and explained how the lawsuit affects not only the companies and organizations involved, but also the state and health of Hoosiers and the environment.
1: A permit, it only matters if somebody's checking, you Mm -hmm. know, and frequently with air permit violations, those violations are, you know, initially noticed because of the opacity of smoke coming out of a smokestack you know the oversight is is pretty lax if you will not enough uh, air monitors set up uh, not enough inspections and uh, for the most part our regulatory regime in indiana is uh, a self-regulated regime if you will it's it's sort of a trust with very little verify
0: olson explained to me the reason why coal is not the most efficient and even cheapest source of energy now with the future looking more green than ever
1: There's uh, the carbon emissions, uh, methane emissions, and the impact on climate change. Indiana certainly has played a large role in exacerbating climate change over the years with our reliance on coal. That doesn't include the uh, SOx and NOx and other toxic air emissions being emitted that cause uh, significant problems uh, with asthma, breathing difficulties. There's other toxic metals that are emitted into the water that pollute our waterway.
0: According to Greenpeace, coal is the single largest contributor to climate change, with one-third of all global carbon dioxide emissions coming directly from burning coal. Power plants that burn coal have been contributing to the air and water pollution for decades, which leads to many negative health effects for humans.
1: Coal-fired power plants are dirty, antiquated, and there's better ways to generate energy that first and foremost are cheaper for customers, uh, better for our health, and better for our environment. Coal is the worst of the worst, if you will, and it's Mm -hmm. time to get rid of it.
0: In the early 1900s, oil and natural gas became competitors with coal, being cleaner and easier to transport and store. By the mid-1900s, oil and gas began being widely used in space heating, electric power generation, and transportation fuels. Alternatives to coal-powered energy include solar and wind power, the two most popular renewable energy sources to date. Fortunately, Indiana has been on the move to pivoting away from coal recently, Olson said. In June of this year, Vectron Energy announced their plans to switch to renewable energy for power generation, and only being 20% coal-based in just a few years. The company provides electricity for roughly 145,000 Hoosiers in southwestern Indiana. Nipsco Energy also recently announced their plan to be 100% coal free by 2028. Olson explained that the transition from coal energy to cleaner fossil fuels is largely one due to economics and a higher demand rising for renewable energy. In terms of the lawsuit, he said it seems that this is pulling IPL away from coal more than EPA's demands.
1: So we're seeing. Coal plants retire early across the state of Indiana largely because they're no longer the least cost resource to serve customers. And so what's going to have implications for IPL is the fact that, you know, we're in the midst of an energy transition largely driven by economics. Coal is now, uh, you know, one of the most expensive options and, and we're rightly uh, phasing it out. And so it's really the, the, the marketplace economics uh, that's driving these coal plant closures above all else.
0: Director of Indiana University's Environmental Resilience Institute and Professor at IU McKinney School of Law, Janet McCabe, provided her educated insights on the subject. McCabe has spent a career in air quality, environmental regulation, and policy, having worked at IDEM for air quality and the U.S. EPA Office of Air and Radiation. McCabe stated that air pollution has been in communities and in Indiana since the country moved into the industrial age, and explained how creating laws such as the Clean Air Act in 1960 to protect public health and the environment has created, quote, a really clear but pretty flexible and workable framework for the federal governments and state governments to work together to reduce air pollution in states across the country, end quote.
2: These laws, which lead to things like permitting programs and rules that set standards and expectations on what industry can emit um, and how they're supposed to check that and how there's supposed to be transparent to do that, have really improved air quality in our state immeasurably um, over the last 50 years. Although we still have areas of the state that don't meet federal health standards for air pollution. And we have sort of micro areas of air pollution. And there are new pollutants that people weren't thinking about in 1970, including the climate-related pollutants like carbon dioxide. So um, we still have a ways to go, but we have these important laws in place that help us make sure that people are doing the right thing and not burdening the public with health and environmental impacts uh, without doing as much as possible to reduce those.
0: In the lawsuit, EPA made allegations that IPL was committing two types of violations. One, that the company made changes at the facility that should have been gone through permitting review, and two, that when emitting pollution, they violated the opacity limit, which is how much smoke a factory or power plant can emit. McCabe stated that they are, quote, both important and serious requirements, end quote. McCabe explained the importance of having enforcement present with issues that have to do with damage to the environment.
2: You know, enforcement is important. It's good to see uh, the government moving forward to settle these violations. Every enforcement case is different and very fact-specific. So it's very hard for me to say The penalty is just right or too much or too little, so I can't really comment on that. Settlements are supposed to, or enforcement actions are supposed to, do what they can to correct the environmental harm that happened, but also provide a disincentive for the company to violate again in the future. And systems allow for companies to, instead of paying all of the potential fine money in fine money, to use some of that, or uh, actually they have to use more if they're going to uh, do something other than pay a fine, to do something good to help reduce air pollution or address um, air pollution in the location.
0: The lawsuit includes a penalty in the form of $1.5 million and building an alternative energy source on the property and buying property and giving it to the Patoka National Wildlife Refuge. In terms of fairness, McCabe said that she questions whether the penalty is enough to make up for years of pollution damage.
2: When the government does these consent decrees, they have to put them out for public comment. And I don't know whether anybody's going to comment on it, but if if I were going to comment on it, the kinds of things I would want to look into is, does this penalty seem in line with other penalties that the agencies have levied for these kinds of violations? And as I said, that's that's awfully hard for uh civilian to determine because these things are so fact-specific. You know, the way that power generation is going these days is that fossil-fired plants, coal-fired plants are moving away from coal and they're moving towards renewable energy. And so if IPL planning to move away from these coal units anyway and into these renewable energy, is this something they were planning to do anyway? In which case, it's not that much of a penalty for them, right? Because it's something they they were planning to do anyway.
0: McCabe went on to ask the question of whether the community was involved in the lawsuit before making final or more final decisions.
2: The other question that I would have is, did the agencies consult at all with the communities around this plant in determining these supplemental environmental projects? And were people comfortable, you know, did people agree that these were Um, good things or were there other things that the local community might have put on the table as worth considering in terms of supplemental environmental projects. And I don't know the answer
0: to that either. When looking at the big picture with air pollution, McCabe explained why it is so important for everyone to learn about and how it affects not only the people near a power plant, such as IPL, but just people living in a modern society that has come to terms with its high pollution since the start of the Industrial Revolution.
2: We all benefit from electricity. We use it all the time. It's really important for modern society. But we're all affected by the pollution from these plants. And some people are affected more than others. So the people who live near these plants are more affected by the day-to-day air pollution. And, you know, when you said, is this enough to make up for the violation, said it isn't. Well, the extra sulfur dioxide and nitrogen oxides that people breathe during these time periods and the asthma attacks they had or however it affected them, you, you can't get those back. Right, they they they've happened. It's gone. So a really important thing is that enforcement is there to make sure that companies don't do this in the future, and that other companies see that the environmental cop is on the beat. And if they don't comply with the laws, that somebody will catch them and make them fix it and make them pay a penalty. So that's a fairness thing for other companies that are working hard to comply with the laws. So it's important for people to know about this. It's important for people to know that. An important role of government is to watch over these plants because people, regular people, there's no way for them to tell. It's not like... You know, you can see on the highway if somebody's speeding. Everybody can sort of tell whether somebody's speeding. A a regular person looking at a power plant would have no idea whether they were complying with the law or not. So you need um, the government to do that, and then you need them to follow through.
0: McCabe went on to explain that although government enforcement is important, it is also critical that the community affected by lawsuits such as this have the rights and availability to voice their concerns and opinions.
2: But the government processes should be as transparent as possible, too, so that citizens have the ability to make their own judgments about whether government is doing a good enough job. And so the public comment process is really important there. And if organizations like yours aren't covering these stories, how is the general public going to know that there's a comment period out there? They're not. So so that would be my answer.
0: The future of renewable energy looks promising, and the fear of climate change alone has motivated many government officials to support renewable energy projects with incentives and has pushed companies such as IPL to make the transition as well. Assuming IPL follows this trend of going towards renewable energy, they could be contributing to a brighter future for the health of new generations. For WFHB, I'm Katrine Bruner. Thanks for listening.